Welcome back, my friends, to the D-Rate the Hate podcast. I am your host, Wilk of Wilksworld.com, and I am so incredibly grateful that you are taking the time to join me for another powerful DTH episode. Friends, at the D-Rate the Hate podcast, it's all about bettering the world one attitude at a time. See, we did not create the hate, but with your help, we can derate the hate. That all starts with gratitude and personal accountability. We cannot control everything that happens to us in life, but we can control how we react to it. How we act, how we react, no matter what happens to us, how we react to it makes the difference. Friends, there is only one good thing about a bad attitude, and that is that we have the ability as individuals to change it. Here on the DTH Podcast, we strive to bring you great guests and provide tools to do just that. Please be sure to share it with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't done so. Ratings and feedback are always greatly appreciated. And with that, let's get to this week's episode. Friends, how do you deal with the outside when you don't feel right on the inside? It may seem like a simple question, but have you ever asked it? Have you ever tried to solve a problem without defining what the problem is? A large part of my self-healing journey had to do with figuring out who I am, and dealing with me. Most of the tools needed to live the life you were meant to live are found within you. You may not realize it, but very often it takes looking within to live a courageous life. Now, who is Sandy Stream? Sandy Stream is an author and activist whose work is built on the belief that everyone deserves and is capable of finding peace and a warrior-like strength within themselves. After teaching law for 20 years, raising her two children, and facing a life full of adversities and lessons, she decided to turn her efforts towards facilitating workshops for young, experienced adults to encourage them to live in peace and power. Are you ready to stand up for yourself? If you are ready to heal old wounds, align your body and soul, build confidence and reclaim your energy, then maybe you need to join Sandy Stream in the Courage Circle. Friends, welcome to the show, my new friend, Sandy Stream. Here we go. Sandy Stream, thank you for taking the time to join me on the D-Rate the Hate podcast today. I do appreciate you, uh, you, you joining me. Thanks for having me, Wilk. Yeah, so nice to see you, Sandy. So thank you for reaching out to the D-Rate the Hate podcast. First of all, I, you know, this, this concept of the Courage Circle, I know you've got a, a, a book out called The Courage Circle and How to Live in Truth and Dare. Th- this, this really was kind of interesting to me because I, I talk so much, Sandy, about how we as individuals ha- have to be accountable for how we deal with different things that happen in our life. There's so much in this world outside of our control. And so, you know, we have to, we have to be accountable for our actions. We have to be accountable for our emotions and how we deal with things. So, so thank you again for reaching out and tell me a little bit about you, Sandy, and, and how you kind of got started with this, this inspirational guide called the Courage Circle. Um, I think like many things that uh, it was born out of my own deep suffering. So I had a difficult couple of years 
um, and uh, was taking a lot of notes. I was doing a lot of uh, meditation and listening to talks and reading anything and everything, uh, praying to nothing and no one and everything, and just, um, you know, started taking some notes of what sounded true. So I do think we have a a sixth sense to know what sounds true uh, in ourselves. So I was definitely following that. And, uh, you know, these notes started to make some sense, and then they ended up becoming uh, something um, that I call the Courage Circle, uh, the book that I just released, and which is a bit of, you know, it was my pieces of my puzzle of what led me to feel basically feeling okay in the world all the time, uh, in myself. And so it's many pieces of a puzzle. It's not one thing. I don't think we can list one thing. Um, but these pieces of the, of the puzzle, I'm suspecting some or many of them would be the pieces of somebody else's puzzle. And so I'm, you know, trying to share those and see if somebody else could you know, look in themselves um, using this uh, guide to see what's true in them and what can help them walk around in this world being uh, just feeling okay, basically, right? Because when we don't feel okay, we do a lot of behaviors um, that, uh, you know, that come from that. So what happens on the inside happens on the outside, right? So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. whatever we could clarify internally will likely end up being you know, a, a healthier outside behavior or words or voice or tone of voice or anything else. So it sure. really is about doing uh, this internal uh, helping yourself, I guess, uh, helping yourself internally uh, to to hopefully arrive at a place where you feel good and you feel confident and you feel secure and you feel strong, right? So it's a balance yeah. of feeling soft and strong at the same time. Good. Okay. So, and I, and I want to get back to, uh, you had said something there, Sandy, that, that kind of stood out to me. You said, you know, a couple of years ago, you, you found yourself in this, this, you know, kind of dark and depressed place and, and, and you started taking notes and reading everything. And, and it, it sounds to me like, you know, obviously in the past couple of years, what, what the world has dealt with was incredibly ugly, right. And, and the, the with the lockdowns and, and there was so many people in 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 this this ugly spot right this past couple of years and and everybody really needed to find what but you know find a way out so i i love the fact that you have you have taken this positive step for yourself in that well let me let me see if i can explain this a different way or, or how i see it anyway sandy and that's so everybody has everybody's fighting their own battle right everybody we're we're all these these each one of us are are very unique individuals right but that particular storm that that thing with the pandemic and the lockdowns and and seeing how how ugly the world had gotten and now we're all locked up and we're all kind of isolated and we're supposed to be these social creatures i love the fact that that you took that opportunity you recognized what was going on within you and then started to seek the answers for the things that were ailing you, and that's that to me is 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 something. I think I think far too many people just you know they 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 find it easier to stay stuck than to actually seek out those answers. Uh, yeah, I mean I appreciate what you're saying, but it's not so much that you know I'm 
somehow, you know, just have some kind of better attitude or better approach than others who who do feel stuck. So I wouldn't, you know, want to put myself at some higher or different level than them. Um, you know, perhaps there was some seeds that were planted in my life that allowed me to basically say, you know, no, I'm going to, I'm going to help myself basically. Right. And these are difficult, uh, you know, and some people never really have that. Right. So, you know, were there people in somebody's life that just looked at you in a certain way um, that made, uh, that gave you the impression that uh, you could do this, you know, or, or that you are, you know, a valuable human being, like mm-hmm. some people have never had that in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, this will, if you want to call it that, to like say, okay, let me see what I can do. Let me see how I can figure this out. Let me see how I can help myself. You know, it does help to have people around you that, you know, maybe in the past or at some point were encouraging or believing or, or sensing, you know, uh, what's possible inside each person. And I think that's something that uh, exists in every single person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I truly believe that, but unfortunately hasn't necessarily been uh, ignited or, or I don't know, triggered. I don't know what word to use exactly. For I like the person. word ignited. I, I, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I like that. I mean, mm-hmm. so, so then Sandy, cause, cause maybe, you know, mm-hmm. I, I believe everybody has that capability as well. I, I, mm-hmm. I absolutely, I absolutely believe Mm-hmm. That if if everybody had the right, we'll kind of go into that same analogy, right? The right ignition source to mm-hmm. to to light their own flame. Um, what was yours, Sandy? What what was it for you that said, okay, I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take a different path. I'm gonna clean this up. Um, well, there's so many, but I can talk about a few I think that are absolutely critical to at least get going, at least for me, on the right path. So um, there's uh, three things I think are absolutely like critical to move forward, at least in the right path. So the first thing is the demonization of emotions that has occurred in our society over the past 5,000 years or so, (laughs) I think has been um, really not uh, serving uh, our humanity, right? So emotions are, you know, typically viewed a little bit like negative or beneath or below or something lower than, you know, the intellect or something like that. And um, for me, that's unfortunate because you basically, you know, we use the word decapitated. I'll use the word decorpitated. It doesn't really exist. I looked it up on Google, but I think it's a perfect word. It's been used like 10 times somewhere. Um, but <laughs> decorpitated means you've cut yourself off from your body, right? So we feel our emotions in our body. You know, we might feel sad or mad or whatever else. And so we've kind of pushed this aside as if it's a bad thing. So just from the get-go, we're, we've now become like against ourselves a little bit, right? Because I'm against my own body, my own emotions, um, which actually for me has been my gu- my guide. So they are like an inner compass to tell us, you know, what we need. The body is not our enemy. It's our friend. And so there isn't really negative emotions. Um, So if you feel sad, that is your guidance system telling you, okay, maybe I feel lonely. Maybe I need to find a friend. Maybe I need to connect with someone. So it's not negative necessarily to feel some sadness. It's if you listen to it instead of, you know. Uh, ignoring it or avoiding it or going to addictions or other things to avoid what's going on. Um, Or if you feel angry, right? So anger is 
could be your friend unless you're using anger to you know control people but if you're you if you have anger that could be healthy to tell you you know i need to set a boundary here somebody's been you know not treating me well and i need to say no to something so anger can be a, a healthy fuel in the right way i don't want to reduce it to one sentence but it's not like it's our enemy so demonizing emotions in general ends up causing us not to feel ourselves in general feel our inner system, our guidance uh, system that we all have. And ultimately, you know, once we start to feel our emotions, and that means including including feeling pain, which people like to avoid, but if you go towards your pain and feel it and process it instead of running away from it every single day, uh, we do eventually process all that. And then now, because we are in a feeling state, because we feel, right, instead of running away from feeling, we can now feel our world. We can feel ourselves. We can feel the tree. We can feel what's going on around us. And so we become now uh, human beings that are here instead of human beings that are like just in the head, you know, or in the, right. I like, so, I like to call it the calculator, right? That's how I see sure. it. Calculator. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of importance in, in that. I mean, working yeah if you if you do everything within inside within your comfort zone all the time rather than you know stepping out into uh, i think i think i think it was you that that said the uncomfortable zone or the mm. something mm-hmm. like that right yeah um so yeah I, I think there's a lot of importance in that there's a lot of importance in a few things that you said there and and i just want to say to the dth listeners because they've heard me talk about you know being able to control your emotions and 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 having the right kind of emotional intelligence and and I don't want to give people the impression that that I encourage that emotional avoidance that you're talking about you know and mm-hmm. but I do believe and this is my personal belief that mm. that most often when you allow your emotions to dictate your actions bad mm-hmm. things happen right mm-hmm. I think there's Absolutely. a fine line there I think yeah, there's a yeah. fine line there because I, I don't think, again, I, I don't think that emotional avoidance or that decorporation thing that you, that you were talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm, makes mm-hmm. sense. I, I don't think that's good. I don't mm-hmm, think that's mm-hmm, healthy. Mm-hmm. But again, for you and what you were saying there, Sandy, you know, recognizing your emotions, using your emotions, they can be a guidance system. Yeah. They can, they can be something, uh, that that we want to embrace and and truly understand and 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 help to guide us. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that everybody understands there is a there is a difference between a guidance system and having those emotions dictate your actions. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right. So let's use the example that. here. So so there's a difference between feeling and then what we're going to do afterwards, right? So behaviors that come from the feeling is something else. So let's say, you know, uh, you do something, uh, you say something during this session, which I find completely for me, maybe demeaning or disrespectful or something else. And all of a sudden I start to feel my emotion of anger, right? It's healthy, nothing wrong with it. And I I might feel that, right? But then what? So what do we do with our emotions? So if I start to try to control you and tell you what you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say, so that's you know, more controlling behavior, which um, I I try to stay away from. But if I, you know, first of all, we need time to calm down from our anger, but I respect my anger. So I won't try to calm down, but then ignore it. I'll say like, oh, there's got to be a reason I'm 
you know, I'm upset now. Why am I getting so worked up? Yeah. Why am I? But I won't criticize myself. I'll say like, hmm, there must be a, you know, a pretty good reason why I'm, I'm a bit worked up. Gotta be an underlying issue. What is it? Right. So I'll go into myself to actually figure it out. So not put myself down, but quite the contrary and say, okay, there must be something in this that's not for me right now in this, in my moment, what I can handle or where I'm at or, you know, and, and things could change over time. But maybe in this moment, it's not something I want to tolerate for myself. And then I would, you know, hopefully after I've calmed down, decide to just take an action that is accountability action, meaning I'm responsible for what's going on here. And in some way, maybe it's a 2%, but there's some responsibility here. And I might say, you know, Maybe I want to express myself and I'm going to email and say, you know, I really didn't appreciate, you know, how you behaved. Or maybe I'll choose not to do podcasts anymore. Or mm-hmm. maybe I'll choose, you know, that I would like to train in myself in something else or talk to a friend about something. Or maybe there's an old issue I haven't dealt with or whatever else. So, you know, I, I don't think the fact that I get angry allows me to, uh, you know, criticize or insult you or put you down, even if you have done that yourself, right? So right, right. Which I would never do. I just want to make it. Make, of course, you know, <laughs> you're way too. I nice wasn't suggesting that. you would. But. No, no, no. I, I know. I'm just having a little fun, but uh, yeah, no. So, and, and that's the thing is, is you know, Sandy, I do so much work now with this organization here in the United States called Braver Angels. And, and I'm sure they, they, you know, they, they do work up in, in Canada, you know, where you're from, maybe Montreal mm-hmm. too. We may have a bigger following up in Canada than I know about, but, but the reality is, is, is people get so worked up now in, in the world mm-hmm. in which we live, mm-hmm. Sandy, it's, it's gotten very ugly. And one of the things I talk a lot about, you know, and we, we can talk about this because it is on that, that spectrum of emotions, right? Fear, outrage, and grievance. I call it fog right? Mm-hmm. Fear, outrage, and grievance. And mm-hmm. so much of what we see in politics, especially American politics uh, and, and, the, and the news media and social media is really geared towards somehow in, in, in inciting some kind of fear, outrage, and grievance because they're looking for a reaction from people. And that fear, outrage, and grievance you know, these outrage entrepreneurs and, and grievance grifters out there are looking to get people agitated. You know, they want they want more clicks. They want, you know, because it gives them more notoriety Yeah. because they know that not everybody has that ability mm. to control those emotions, but they allow those emotions to control them. Talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that. Um, well, I mean, I can't speak to what others are doing, you know, for sure. The media might do this or groups might do this and that. But what I, you know, myself try to focus on is what I do. Mm-hmm. And so I do think, you know, ultimately, uh, if each person gains in themselves a sense of, you know, listening to yourself and respecting yourself and what you tolerate, et cetera. And so you will create a little, you know, you'll create boundaries uh, about all kinds of behaviors in your world, right? And that I'm, you know, hopeful, but it's not something in my control, but I'm hopeful that that is contagious, right? So if you don't allow, yeah, certain things and you speak about your things and what you're doing, your show or your group or whatever else. So, you know, things can grow from these uh, little circles. So 
um, my feeling is that, uh, you know, just like fear is contagious, that courage is also contagious. So this Absolutely. is why, you know, I, I, you know, the circles that I do are about, you know, exercising our courage, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then each person becomes hopefully you know, a conduit for this kind of uh, way of living. Right. So, it, yeah, and that's that's what I wanted to get into next is because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've talked often uh, about, you know, smiles and bad moods being contagious because they, mm-hmm. they are right. I, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're around people that are in, in, in a bad mood all the time, you're, you're typically going to fall in into that same kind of thing. Whereas mm-hmm. now you're doing these courage circle things mm-hmm. and, and bringing mm-hmm. people in that mm-hmm. and, and and you talked in our in our pre uh, pre meet about how how this movement of yours mm-hmm. this courage circle movement mm-hmm. uh, is is growing all the time right and, and and just bringing in more people that are seeking to be around courageous people not living by fear but living by courage talk to me about this courage circle movement, Sandy, because I think more people need to find circles like the ones that you're talking about. Uh, so our courage circle is uh, starts. It's very simple, but it's actually crucial. So sometimes the small things are maybe the most important. Um, the way we start our circle when we sit together is uh, that I uh, introduce myself and I ask my, uh, tell everyone that we're going to introduce ourselves with our CV basically, right? So things you might see on a CV and my CV will include that I'm a graduate from, uh, you know, a pretty prestigious law school in Montreal. Hang on one second. What's, yeah. what's a CV? Uh, curriculum vitae, like what you might put for a job, right? Uh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Like yeah. what are you going to put as your like, you know, status stuff or oh, okay. about okay. you that you might share, like if you're trying to get a job or trying to present yourself to the world kind of, right? Very so, good. I, I didn't yeah. want to interrupt, but I didn't know no what worries. it was. No worries. Yeah, no worries. Um, so like things you might put like that. So I, I talk, okay, I'm a graduate of this university and I've been teaching, you know, legal seminars for this number of years. And I have kids that are in pretty good school. So I, I do that on purpose, actually. And I ask everyone to go around and everyone starts to tell us, you know, okay, I have, I am, uh, you know, I do uh, accounts payable at this company. And the other one says, I'm studying this and, you know, all these kind of things that they do or are, or think they are at least. And then once we finish this circle, I then ask everyone, okay, can we like drop all that now? And I'm the first to drop it. Right. And I say, can we let go for a moment of our titles and our kids and our pets and all the things that we think we are, you know, and we're going to spend time now in this circle, just trying to talk to each other from our essence. So this essence that we are is, has nothing to do with this kind of stuff, right? So if you look at yourself when you were seven and then you feel yourself again, when you were like 15, you were kind of the same. And then you feel yourself against now, there's always something that's like the same, like wilt is the same a little bit, right? through this whole time. And this is something that we try to get in touch with this essence of ours that has nothing to do with those other things. And then we reintroduce ourselves. I say, okay, let's reintroduce ourselves now without all this stuff and just say your first name. Like, and I start, hi, my name is Sandy. Hi, my name's Mark. Hi, my name's whatever. And we go around and we're now dealing a little bit like individuals that are equal. Like we're not stuck with these things that might've happened or what degree I did or whatever else. But something a little bit deeper that we we discuss. Um, so that's a very important first 
you know, way of equalizing everyone. And it starts by me putting myself as an equal uh, footing with every single individual in the room, regardless of where they're at, what they're doing, what they've studied, what kids they have or anything else. Really, mm-hmm. I think that's the most essential part of our circle before we even get into anything else. Um, so um, once we're in that state, we do um, some listening practices, which I think are absolutely crucial. And there's really three types of listening that I've seen, you know, or at least I like to describe in my life. And the first type of listening, which is completely unhealthy and might be the prevalent system in our world, (laughs) but is um, what we can call dismissive or gaslighting or anything like that. So let's say, um, so one, I'll ask somebody in the, in the, in the circle to just share something that's going on in their life, anything, you know, something a bit difficult or whatever else or something like that. So one person, you know, shared, they go, well, actually I'm here because, um, you know, uh, I have social anxiety and I, you know, I thought I'll show up and, and try this. So imagine there's social anxiety and the first one to speak up, right? So mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. courageous actually. And so the three types of listening. So one type of listening is gaslighting. So I demonstrated in the group would be something like, Okay, but you know it's not such a big deal. You know, why don't you just like you know get go around people a little bit more and it'll be fine and whatever. So you're kind of if you see if we see ourselves as mirrors, right? This first person instead of holding up the mirror and showing the truth, basically, because our group is really about looking at the truth. They basically put down the mirror and say, you know, that doesn't even exist. Like what you just said is not even here in this world. It doesn't exist here, right? So that's like dismissive or whatever else. And this is very prevalent in how people interact with each other. And it makes us crazy. Like we start to second guess ourselves all the time and have a lot of inner doubt because the other party's like, oh, that's not even like real or it's not there. Right. So that's mm-hmm, very difficult mm-hmm. for people. So that's the first type. So we try we say we're not going to do listening number one. That's not even listening. And then the second type of listening, um, again, I'm using this idea of a mirror is that they'll say, okay, I see this, but I'm going to put down the mirror right away and I'm going to fix this problem. So I'll call that one the fixing energy. So they see what happened. The person has said, you know, that they are having social anxiety, but they want to fix it right away as if there's something wrong and, you know, that the person can't deal with it also. Like it gives a lot of wrong messages. Okay, so you know what? I know how to help you. I know a therapist that could do this and I've done this and why don't you try this? And I'm going to save you and, uh, you know, all I'm going to give you a ton of advice, even though the person didn't even ask for advice. Um, And even this advice often will serve more the giver than the receiver, right? Because the giver gets to feel like they're more important or they know better or something like that. So this kind of listening, you know, also is not necessarily helpful, especially if the advice is unsolicited, because the other person will get the message, first of all, that something's wrong with them. And that constant message in our world is very unhealthy. And that they cannot themselves find what's going on with some guidance. So we're giving the message that, you know, you can't do anything and something's wrong with you. And this is like the most prevalent type of listening in our world. The third type of listening, so uncommon, but perfectly common and constant in my courage circle, is that we reflect exactly the truth. So it's not that we're being nice or kind or anything else. We're at this point, we're just trying to be scientific and reflecting the reality of what we just saw. Like we're trying to be in this life and real. 
So sure. we, we reflect and we just say, oh, okay, looks like, you know, you're saying you're having social anxiety and you decided to come here to, you know, see if it can help you. That's the actual truth, right? Like it's not more or less than the truth. That is the truth of what occurred, right? You're holding up a clean mirror. of what Right, no happened. more, no less, just a true yeah, reflection a clean, of, of what that yeah. person said. Yeah, I like or what it. they said or what they felt or anything else. And when you create a space where the truth can exist in peace, mm-hmm. like we're mm-hmm. not fixing the truth, you know, there's so much magic that can happen in that space, in that type of listening. Now, everybody's ready to open. Everybody can, you know, share and listen and whatever else. And people relax and are able to start to look at what they need to do. Like you, you're saying, well, you know, for each person to be able to see, okay, you know, what do I need to do for myself? Or what can I do? Or can I ask for help or guidance or advice or whatever else? They need to at least feel, you know, for a moment that this is okay. Like, I, it's okay. Okay, I'm feeling this. I have this problem. Um, what should I do? What can I do? And creating this kind of space allows people to have, you know, the courage to do that. And so yeah, I'll give you yeah. one example. Last one, and maybe I'm so I'm talking about listening, but all I'm doing is talking. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just listening. listening. You know, no, it's it's this is fantastic, Sandy. I, I mean, yeah, because you know, and I'll, I'll let you give you an example here in a second. But but yeah, one of the biggest problems we have is is people, or, or it, biggest problems we have in interacting with, with other people is the fact that so many people just do not feel heard. Right. Yeah. And and everybody is listening with the intent to respond, just like you were talking. They're listening with the intent to 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 respond or react and not listening to truly listen, to find that clean reflection of what that person is saying. So a lot of things get missed and then that person doesn't feel heard. So mm-hmm. you that is that is so, so important. That third that third kind of listening, that clean mm-hmm. reflection kind of listening. That's beautiful. So yeah. so. So get back into and hopefully, yeah, I hopefully so, you didn't lose your spot. No, but I, not yeah. at all. Not at all. No, I, I appreciate what you're saying. Like it, you know, it is about the person feeling heard. But for me, it's also just about, um, you know, uh, living in reality in general. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, to be able and to be comfortable with reality, which is, oh, hmm, this other person happens to feel this or think this or whatever, and t- for me to be able to handle that another person is currently choosing maybe to live in an unhealthy way, but that is their current thing and not to criticize that. Maybe they've had, you know, a million things happen in their life that led them to this moment. So be it, you know, that's where they're at to be able to handle that myself. And of course I can put boundaries on things, but, you know, just tolerating uh, that another person is where they're at and not, you know, uh, putting them down for it or attacking them for it. It's just where they're at. At this mm-hmm. moment, right? Okay. Um, and so the one example I want to give you is the most powerful example, actually. One woman uh, shared, you know, when I asked, hey, let's do our first sharing. And, you know, our whole group is not just about listening. Then we do discussion. But I set the stage of the kind of listening, you know, that we're going to do in this group. So then we do discussions on a million uh, topics. Oh, sure, so, sure. Yeah. So she shared, she goes, well, I'm here because, you know, my husband and my father, they're always calling me a chicken. And so I thought to come to the circle in order to, you know, see if this label is true or whatever else. And with this kind of listening, we allowed it like, oh, really? Hmm. You know, that sounds hard for you or, you know, that sounds like it's not fun without trying to save her without, you know, 
criticizing everything or without giving advice, without her asking even, you know, the empowerment that she felt by the fact that this exists and the way everybody listens. So it's not just me. It's now the group that listens this way and gives feedback with that type of energy. She came back the week after and she told us, you know what? I stood up to my boss for the first time in my life, literally. And we didn't do anything. Wow. We didn't do anything. We just, you know, acknowledge what is going on with her and with every person, you know, having a type of energy of, we get it. We get what's, yeah, it must be tough and good luck with that. And I hope you get this. And, you know, the kind of energy that was in the room was just, you know, it's, it's, that's what I think is contagious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not, that is fascinating. And, and, you know, and I think that comes from that, that mirror, right? I I mean, Mm -hmm. just being able to, so, so maybe she had, had heard that before, but she'd never really said it. And and then when she, Mm -hmm. when she said it and it, and it was reflected back to her from the group, she Mm -hmm. really started to take ownership of it. And, and, that is, yeah, that's a great story. Uh, that's a great story, Shan- uh, Sandy. That's that's fascinating. So the Courage Circle, I, I know we're getting towards the end of our time. So, oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is a, a great conversation. I've really, really enjoyed this, Sandy. But so people can find the Courage Circle at thecouragecircle.com. What, uh, what are other things? Because I know a lot of the stuff you do is is obviously Montreal based. You you do a lot of stuff in person, but what can people find uh, for for themselves at, at the Courage Circle? Obviously, they can find the book, right? But what are the what other kinds of things can the DTH listeners get away from? Uh, uh, can, can they get from the 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 Courage Circle dot com website? Um, well, I'm going to put some sample chapters on there uh, this week for people to see, and we'll see where it goes from there. But for the moment, you know, the book is available just, you know, for people to use as a guide to find their own inner peace. So I don't think the book would be, you know, all encompassing, but it might give you, you know, a little example of something that you can research now more for yourself. You know, for example, this idea of Uh, Last example, if it's okay, this idea of inner peace versus outer peace, you know, we're always trying to keep the peace outside or fix the peace outside of ourselves. But at the same time, we're, we have like major inner turmoil because of that, right? So, okay, I'll keep the peace in in my family dinner so that nobody gets upset, but I'm going to go home and feel terrible that I didn't say anything, you know, when someone did this A, B or C or something else. So really, so in, in my book, for example, it's not that it has all the solution, but it might bring up that subject like, hey, have you considered your own inner peace versus creating outer peace and then living yourself in turmoil? And then, you know, the person will probably have to do a lot of inner searching and reading and, and listening to things or whatever, but at least maybe the, the seed would be planted to consider, you know, all these different little pieces of your own puzzle and hopefully it helps each person. And uh, the courage circles that I'm doing right now are in person. Um, I feel that eye contact and physical presence is super important uh, for mm-hmm. the moment. So that's what I'm doing for now. And what I do after, who knows? Because I don't know. Who knows? It's not all planned out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see where things go in life. No, that's great. That, that is so great. And and I, I, I've i really enjoyed our conversation, Sandy. And, and, you know, I would encourage people to check out thecouragecircle.com. You know, it might be that ignition source, like we were talking about earlier, Sandy. 
you just never know. Nobody ever knows what it's going to take to ignite that, uh, ignite that spark for them, you know, bring about the change that they want to see in themselves. You know, everybody, like we talked about, everybody's got those tools. They might just need the right ignition source. And maybe this CourageCircle.com <laughs> is going to be the ignition source that they need. Sandy, uh, Sandy Stream, I'm so glad you joined me today. This has been a very beautiful conversation. I, I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you very much for joining me on the D-Rate Day podcast. Thank you so much, Work, for your uh, listen, good listening on this and for the work that uh, you do to help uh, people listen to each other and, and uh, D-Rate the Hate. Yes. Thank you. Friends, if there's anything in this episode that provided exceptional value to you, please make sure to hit that share button. Share it with your friends. Share it far and wide. And of course, if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe right from our website so you can get the D-Rate the Hate podcast sent to your email inbox every week. So this is Wilk wrapping up for the week saying get out there. Be kind to one another. Be grateful for everything that you've got. And remember, it's up to you to make each and every day the day that you want it to be. If there is something that you would like to share with me, you can catch me on most social media platforms or you can email me directly, wilk at wilksworld.com. With that, my friends, I am going to back on out of here and we will catch you next week. Take care.